Call me sentimental, but to me, the most joyful moment in sports is the soccer goal. And when that goal happens at the World Cup, well, it's pretty good. I'm Brian Phillips. With the 2022 Men's World Cup approaching, I'm making a podcast called 22 Goals on the Ringer Podcast Network. It's about 22 of the most fire emoji goals in the history of the tournament. We're going to have so much fun. I'm already in a really good mood. Je- oh, <laughs> dude. Even you, better mood. You know how to make me happy. Even pal. better mood. Jesse cut the music short. <laughs> yes, we're going to get right into sports talk because Simmons hates when we banter. I'm just <sighs> going to say this, though, just to start the episode. Do it. I have not been this excited and happy to record in a long time. Why is that? I destroyed about half the office about 30 minutes ago. He exaggerated. Ha- so it was a quarter. Smashed the phone, <laughs> kicked a few boxes, busted up some merch. But you gotta get the adrenaline out. I'm feeling. I literally am on an adrenaline high after losing my mind That's and good. just breaking things and going outside and slamming my truck door. Should we start a fight club before every episode? I'm glad <laughs> I had the avalanche. By the way, had that happened in the range, I would have gotten Ooh. in trouble. But the avalanche, you cannot hurt that truck. Point being, the frustration is out. And now I'm the re- energy <laughs> is in. Episode's going to be great. I'm ready to talk some cards. I'm halfway through my monster. We're talking whatnot Woo! first. Let's do it. You've seen this. I have. I've seen this all over the place. Apparently, Whatnot gave a bunch of influencers. Mm-hmm. Do you know who? By, I know it was Jeff Wilson. Mojo. Okay. Um, Card Collector, Collector 2. Two. Okay. And there may have been one or two others, actually, but I they just, gave those 50, are the majors. So 50,000 cash. They gave these kids, or, well, I say kids, some of them are younger, some of them are older, gave these guys 50,000 cash each, go to the Dallas Card Show, mm-hmm. spend 50 grand a piece, come back and sell the cards on Whatnot. Yes. The reason I've seen this is because I've, I've been getting tagged in videos and like reaction videos, you know, that what? Well, let me just ask you, because I know how I feel about this. Okay. Do you care about this first and foremost? So my initial, the, I, I've found that my initial thought was like, oh, I don't know if I think this is as big of a deal, but later going back and thinking, and I've actually been influenced by some other thoughts oh. that I do wonder if it affects the overall pricing of those cards, not just for those specific ones, but similar ones, similar grades that are going to be sold like on other platforms. Because, so I guess my thought was this, and I didn't watch any of the videos cause I don't care, but I, I do know like there wasn't, I think these guys spent the money more liberally than before. Like yes. than they would have, if it was like, I've seen Ryan negotiated shows live. We set up next to him at national a couple years ago. I've seen Jeff Wilson do it. Mm-hmm. By the way, both those guys, I've never seen Mojo do business. So I, I can't talk about it. So I, I just don't know. Yeah. But the other two guys like are very savvy with what they buy mm-hmm. and what they're willing to pay. I did hear, and I did see a couple of small clips where it seemed like they were a little bit more, okay, yeah, I'll, hey, that's a $1,000 card. Yeah. I'll pay nine fifty. In reality, we're paying 800 I can't buy nine fifty, So they paid a little bit more. Yeah. But it, I didn't see like egregious reports of them just way overpaying for stuff. I agree. I think, and that's where I took, um, I think on the last episode or episode before I mentioned that uh, Jeff had done that rule of yours, like paying 80%. Right. Uh, granted, I don't know if it was 80% of comps. He was paying... of values. I think that were whatever was listed on that table. So, but that was where I thought like, Oh, well this, maybe this is good because this is just more money going into the hobby. I don't care if it's thousand in, right? Yeah. I don't care if it's real or fake, like whether, you know, whatnot's paying for it or it's actually someone out of someone's pocket. This ultimately goes to the card shop owner, the, you know, the guy, dealers the dealers. The yeah, yeah, exactly. So I thought that was good. The big negative was like, well, then they're going on whatnot and selling their stuff for way over comps. I'll be honest, I have found 
Because I still go on whatnot quite a bit, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact. I think Car Job Live is better. Well, that's not true. <laughs> I, I like it better because it's my company. I sure. hope we get to compete with them at some point. Yes. Whatnot is a monster in the space. Like, it's a $4 billion company. And I watch a ton of singles on there, though, because I am always like, hey, some of the stuff may... Stuff still sells at or below comps in general on that site, just like it does on ours, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're getting... Now, the, I would say the exception is super low-end stuff. There may be a $6... Zach Wilson card and it's graded a nine, which you could probably buy for six bucks somewhere. Yeah. But a guy gets excited. It's cheap. I'll pay nine or $10. Sure. But like hundred dollar cards are not going, at least that I've seen for, for like crazy amounts over. Well, it kind of goes back to what we talked about a lot that the new, this era of guy in the hobby is a much smarter, more savvy investor. They're not just going to pay whatever prices are. Is it artificial to a degree? Uh, sure. Like, I, th- I think that's fair to say. Like, if you're giving somebody cash, mm-hmm. I, w- I would have a real hard time spending my own 50000 right now at a show. Yes. Because I think show prices in general are still probably too high. Mm-hmm. Most guys are not willing to come down to the 80, 75, 80% mark, mm-hmm. which I don't blame them. So for me to go do that on my own dime, it's tough to do. You give me 50 grand, I can buy $50,000 worth of cards at comps all day. No problem. Mm-hmm. So is it a little artificial? I guess, but I am kind of like, and I'm not trying to give whatnot credit for anything ever, ever. But I don't really know what the huge effect like. And if you're going back to whatnot and selling these cards, yep. even if you're prefacing, hey, I bought this for a thousand and people will know, I think, because a lot of the videos showed what people paid. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ryan paid a thousand bucks for this. Yeah, I'll pay the same thousand or maybe a little more, maybe a little less. I don't know. It's still kind of a free market. Like, it's not like you're. So I don't know. I, I, that, that kind of. My, my overall take was we've talked about guys uh, or, or big companies coming into the sports card market and how there can be positives with it. I view it as a positive that they are taking that money that all these and putting it into cards. Yeah, all this money they've people have invested into them and putting it directly into the pockets of the guys who make the hobby happen. So in that sense, I do think it's a benefit. And so long as the guys aren't then taking those cards and reselling them for drastically overpriced or somehow taking advantage then I, I'm okay with it. Yeah. And again, I will say, I, I've always, I, I got to stop saying that, by the way, I've always been of the belief though, as a person who has some influence in the hobby, which all of those guys do, we do as well. Mm-hmm. You cannot hype up a card and then go try to sell it for more simply based on the hype. But I actually don't think that's what was happening here. I think this was more just documenting, Hey, we spent all this money. It was great content, great exposure for whatnot. Mm-hmm. Jeff Wilson's video had 75,000 views. The last I looked yeah. or 80,000. Like, so you get a ton of exposure. Mm-hmm. It's good for your brand. It's good for the whatnot brand, which again, I hope crashes and burns tomorrow. But this was a good, <laughs> like, this, I thought this was like a good business. And you're bringing a ton of money in. Now, yes. Dollar for dollar, you don't get your return back on that, obviously. But you have, they have a huge marketing spend, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. You're pouring money into the this market. Was, this is what like, it was. It was marketing yeah, spend that happened to benefit the little guy. I just don't see the huge negative effect people are trying to make this out to be. And maybe I'm missing a point. It's very possible. Yeah. But- I still feel good about life and I want to hear the rundown. That's it. Goodbye. The fact that you just offered it up to me on a silver platter, the rundown feels so good. Michael. I mentioned you cut down the intro music for me. I uh, saw that. That was a win-win in a loving manner. Yeah. We love each other. Uh, rundown. We'll talk a little bit football, how Jalen hurts, Justin Fields, maybe a few others, how they're performing card market wise. Uh, we've got a few other hot takes before we get into Jesse does YouTube, a new segment that new we're going to try alert. out. New segment alert. New uh, segment alert. You have to say it three times. Okay, no, thank ahead. you. Appreciate that. Uh, we'll also do a little bit of test Michael Paul's knowledge on his sports cards 
Knowledge? Yep. <laughs> Didn't Good. plan that one out. Good. Um, we do have a new release. We we're going not. to. We do not. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, I, I mislabeled that. We're, well, we're ripping. We're a, ripping. Yep. No not, new releases. This we're week, going really. to rip a newer release. Newish release. I like Origins. I'm ripping Origins football. Jesse's ripping Allen and Ginter. I'm so hoping to pull a certain card. We'll talk about it. Uh, we've got a couple notes and then your mailbag. Let's hit him with the big picture. Jalen Hurts. This is surprising to me. They had their first loss of the season against Washington on Monday night. Mm-hmm. I really thought Jalen Hurst stuff was going to tank hard. Yep. Because I thought, hey, this is another example of price being built in. Yep. Now we get a loss and people are just going to way, way overreact and it's just going to be a total tank job. Not the case. I, Almost no movement in price. Is, that, is that You can confirm this. I, I looked it up, the the pricing as well for base. Um, if you look at silver, uh, it. I mean, both of them... When we say there's no movement, there was a slight drop, but we're talking like minuscule, minuscule, nothing compared to what we've seen with a lot of these other guys where it's like almost a, you know, 25% decrease with one loss game. So yeah, I was very surprised by that. Not to mention, I still think that's the best team in the NFC and the most consistent. Well, the other one was Justin Fields. Uh, so lost also against lost. The, yeah, lost against the Lions, although he put up big numbers specifically with his feet, but he put up big numbers, say whatever you want. You're saying his pricing didn't move. By the way, they must have, I think they have a bye week this week. They do not. They're at Atlanta. That's so, a, dude, he's going to put up big numbers this week too. Justin Fields silver. Uh, granted, there's a much lower pop count. It's 141, but it has been selling since then. So on the 14th, it sold for 550. Today's the 17th. As of yesterday, the 16th, it also sold for 550. I mean, it's it's been selling consistently for 550 the last three days. So no change, even though they they lost. And that's up. From their the previous sale before the game was the thirteenth. It sold for five twenty five, so it's actually up a little. And bit. I can actually contest or, or confirm that. So I did a, a big live show. I just did all singles. What night was I live? By the way, is that Tuesday? Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday night. I yeah, because it's Thursday. Bunch yeah. of slabs. We had fun, but the the uh, Justin Fields slabs that I sold all had as much bid activity as almost anything. And so, oh, really, I, I would say sold at or even slightly above comps. Um, yep, he was like, he was, people are still very, very actively buying him. What do you think? Do you think there's an overall message as far as like what that means for the hobby? Cause it does seem like we talked about this in our private chat, uh, with card shop live, the guys who help run it, that we saw really some really good days this week that seemed like there was a big influx of people buying that we, I, I hadn't noticed in a little while. I don't know if that has been a sentiment that you've experienced as well, but it, I don't know. This week seems a little bit better than what it's been. Yeah. I'm not saying pricing overall is picked up, but, yeah. but transactions have for yes. sure. Like it just seems like things are getting more busy again, which is great to see. Yeah. The that's breaks kind of are a, filling faster. Again, you're coming off a week though. We've had a bunch of like desirable product, new stuff coming out. Even tops cosmic yesterday dropped. I think that's kind of indicative of why the market's moving a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, not that there's a spike, but there's at least more volume, which leads me to think we'll maybe start to see a bit of a run up in pricing, at least in certain areas, I hope. Well, it's funny too, because I mean, there are still guys who are continue to go up. I was looking at Justin uh, Jefferson, his base. Let me see. Justin Jefferson's 2020 Prism base PSA 10. Uh, so on the 14th, that card was selling for $90, which was already up. Like just to put that in perspective back on the 11th, it was selling for 61. You know, what's interesting then like that's Tua and almost Jalen hurts money right now. Well, it's even higher now as of yesterday, that card sold for $116, which is kind of cool. I mean, 
he's great anyways, and he had like what people call him the greatest catch of all time, situationally, mm-hmm. whatever. That's an exaggeration, but it was unbelievable. The one-handed, yeah. And they just beat a really good Bills team. Yep. Okay. That's um, cool. Maybe. But to your, oh, yeah, go, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, too, I've got Tua pricing. Tua pricing is actually slightly under Justin Jefferson right now at $109. For his 2020 person, a huge difference in pop, or do you not even have the pop? Uh, pop is 2800 on that. Justin Jefferson's base is 900, so significantly less. Okay. By the way, speaking of 2020, which I still love, we ripped a 2020 blaster, mosaic blaster, in uh, oh, really? the live stream Tuesday. Uh-huh. This is random, but it made me think oh, of it. Oh, yeah, Dude, I saw first that. First pack of the night. That was awesome. Justin Herbert, and I forgot, because I'm stupid, uh-huh. I forgot it was 2020. It uh-huh. was just this year's. It was a Herbert. So it was a Herbert rookie auto. So it was like 500 bucks. That's awesome. It was pretty cool. I was actually pretty pumped for the guy. I don't know. People, I've started hearing first pack mojo and I'm like, I don't believe in any oh, of that. Yeah. Then you pull, but then I you purposely pull. try and buy every first pack now. So <laughs> you have been influenced. Know. Yeah, I've definitely been influenced. Oh, okay. So Jalen and Justin are both up. I mean, the fact that Jalen didn't drop, I think is a nice sign. Uh, I did like one of these little game of the weeks for the NFL. I'm super interested to see what happens with the pass this week. We have not seen like a big passing game from Mac Jones, and I don't think we're going to see many, but they are the seventh seed right now. They're five and four. You get the Jets in New England. I hope those two have an absolute unbelievable quarterback bat. Like I hope the score is 130 to 129. <laughs> just Zach and Mac going back and forth. That is the most, to me, that is the most interesting game for the hobby this week. That would be pretty amazing. We'll see what happens. I um, bought a couple Tua's too, by the way, going back to Tua. When was the the Bills um, Vikings game? Do Last you know week, that- Sunday. It was on Sunday, not Monday, right? Correct. So Monday was the 14th. Okay. Yeah, Monday was Philly So it was Washington. the 13th. So I, because the reason I'm asking is because I was looking at Josh Allen pricing too, just to see if that. I tell you, that sentiment has changed, by the way. It's not as bad, but he did take, he took a little bit of a dip. So on the third, uh, so on, let me say on the 12th, that card 2018 PSA 10 of uh, Josh Allen's The Prism, $700. On the 13th, the day of the loss, Dropped down to 655. Next day, dropped down to about 600, but now it's up to about 610. So it, it does it's seem still to down have, 15%, though, from the 700. Yeah, it, it did have a little bit of a drop. So, uh, but that is more about the sentiment, though, not the talent. Everybody loved, but yep. there was a hard narrative after the game, like, is which again is ridiculous. Oh, this is what Josh Allen is, though. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah, it's an overreaction, but at the same time. He is the best example of overpriced at this point, in my opinion, still. He is priced. $600 for for 1,700 pop count, too. I mean, it's not like it's small. Yeah, like he is priced like he has been a super. He's never been to an AFC championship game. I know he's young. Yeah. But if if we're just saying like pricing far outweighing on field, the same is true, though, of Mac, Trevor, Zach, all these young guys. Mm -hmm. But, But Josh Allen kind of falls into that as well. I know he's great. But we haven't seen him do it when it counts yet. He played great against Kansas City last year. Okay, cool, but he lost. Yeah. Not his fault. The defense gave it up in overtime. I get it. But I d- and I do think it turns quick when you're at the top of the mountain. Yeah. You know, because all of a sudden, you know, the other, the other thing we've seen a bunch this month. Oh, Mahomes was better all along. Yep. Mm. Not even a comp. <laughs> we know that. But, like, it's just people are trying to make it even more abundant. Like, no, Mahomes has always been better than Josh Allen. Yeah. Oh, a month ago, you're telling me Allen's the new king. So, eh. Whatever. Tones change quick in this game, I find. As someone who's just getting into the sports world, not even sports cards, just it it is funny to see just how fast people can jump on a bandwagon and how fast they can get off it at the same time. Speaking of bandwagons, I don't often find myself agreeing with Simmons' hot takes, if I'm being honest. Okay. 
Um, I'm not trying to get fired, so I don't speak on it a lot. <laughs> I'm not, not entirely stupid. That's intelligent. He had Verno on the other day, though. Chris uh, Verno? My favorite person at the ringer. You yeah. know that. Bill, number two. No problem. Wow. Well, well, Bill, Carlos Bill, Bill, you're my favorite. <laughs> Bill, you're my favorite. You know what's debuting next week? The Jesse Gibson solo show. <laughs> it's going to be great. Meatballs no, are the category. He came out with a statement, and at first I heard, I was like, come on, bro. And then I heard, and I was like, actually, I started thinking, which I don't do often. I was like, you know what? And it ties into the card market, in my opinion, as well. Okay. He said, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are the best duo in the game, period. Hmm. I'm going to tell you, first of all, that is, they have the best record in basketball. If the season ended tomorrow, I think there's a pretty realistic shot that Tatum's your MVP. Like, that kid is absolutely killing it right now. The team is 12-3. and three. That's not bad. He's put up 40 a couple times this year, I think, already. He's, I mean, defensively, he is just outside of being, like, a, a an all-defensive player in the league. Oh, I didn't know they were number one in the Eastern Conference. They're yeah, up ahead rolling. of the Bucs. And they, wow. just, they just smashed. He's averaging 31 points a game. I mean... And Jalen, too, even Jalen has been doing a little bit less, which is nice. Mm-hmm. I love Jalen Brown, but there are times last year I've always said, like, when Jalen dribbles the ball more than five times, I'm nervous. Like, he is so good <laughs> at everything. But when he tries too hard, it's, it's, it's brutal. I'll be honest, man. And then not to mention the fact that the Nets don't look all that great. Philly looks like garbage. The East is not as difficult as I really thought it was going to be this year. And they made the championship last year. Now, granted, that's without Chris Middleton, and the Bucks are still going to be a force, no question. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I don't know. I heard that, and I was like, come on, Bill. Take off the Celtics jersey yeah, for yeah. a minute. I mean, so his stats, 31 points, seven and a half rebounds, four assists. In PER, he is seventh in the league. And he's playing better defense than the majority of people higher above him in the PER. Not Giannis, but most everybody else. Yeah. Jalen Brown, same thing, man. Playing really well this year. So what? I heard that, and yet if you look at Tatum pricing— and Tatum's an interesting guy too, not to be overly obvious, but he's a 2017 rookie. So his okay. pop counts. Here's a good example though. I bought a Tatum optic rookie SGC 10. Now, some of this is because there's a uh, still kind of a big SGC bias with basketball, which I'm, I'm all about. I think you can get great deals with SGC in basketball right now. Okay. 45 bucks last night. Oh, dang. Like now granted, that's a pretty good deal anyways, but mm-hmm. I was like, no question. I'm, I'm in on that. You so. said that was for a 10? An SGC 10. Yeah. Okay, nice. The team's also playing this good without Robert Williams. So I know you're a big fan. That's it. I don't want to keep talking in-depth sports and go over your head. I want the back and forth back here. No, I appreciate it. I'm sorry. I've noticed, by the way, what color is that sweatshirt you're wearing? It's like a muke green. What would you call that? Is muke a word? Have you heard that word before? You just said it? I just said it, so... (laughs) It's a teal, I would say. Um, I've, you know, I like a little pop of color in my life. I'm a pastel guy. I think they look good with my rosacea. So okay. would you disagree with that? We can move on. Okay. Uh, anyways, <laughs> the Tatum Brown thing I do think is kind of an interesting little storyline. Like how how good is this young tandem? Do they keep it together? Whatever. Is there a world where you jump ship on the Celtics? Like, like wh- rooting for them? Yeah. No, because there's no player I care about in the league too much anymore. I jump ship on the Patriots, and I still root for the Pats, but I'm yeah. number one a Bucks guy because yeah. I'm a Brady fan. There is no, like if Larry Bird was still playing mm-hmm. and he traded teams, I'm Larry Bird's team first, Celtics second. Okay. There's no player in Boston I have a connection with like that. So I would just root, I just you root, just for, the root for the Celtics. Okay. Correct. Same All with right. the Patriots, by the way, now, and the Red Sox. I don't care about any of those players individually. Like, it's just my home team. I, I root for him. As a Boston, when Brady's done, I told you I'm done with sports. I'm quitting the podcast. I'm done with the ringer. I'm done with sports. Don't say that because Brady may be done. Who knows? Might be. Um, all right. Let's do. You want to do this YouTube thing? 
Jesse does YouTube. This is your brainchild. And I didn't you. I didn't know you were going to follow through with it because we've got a lot of other things going on. Knock. We got a bunch sure. of other stuff. I kind of like the idea, so we're going to give it a try. In reference to this segment. Oh, music. Oh, wrong music. I like turtles. That was the one. <laughs> That's a YouTube clip, so it makes sense that you would have that. Okay. All right. So what we're doing for this is Keep I'm with you. Just don't lose me here. I'm t- I'm trying to explain. <laughs> so what we're doing here is we basically just wanted to get. Hot takes on hot takes. How about that? Mike's going to react. Uh, I may throw in a couple things, but these are short clips that we found from other sports cards. Can you play? I I mean, if you want to see, I guess you can. I like to see it if I could. It's too much. No, no, no. It's fine. You'll know. Oh, Dustin. I know Dustin. Yeah, right off the bat. Sports card dad. Sports card dad. And I think really this is just like a short clip right off the bat, but I'd like to get your take on it. Uh Most of your favorite card show dealers will not be in business within 12 months from now. I'm going to talk about. All right. Card show dealers will not be in business in 12 months. So he goes on to talk a little bit more about this, where it's a lot of things we've talked about where guys not, you know, making eye contact, being good old boys in a sense, or not, not really performing to sales standards today. And then there's also the things that we've talked about. The market is, you have a lot of spectators, but not as much buying on some of these uh, shows. And then you also have the fact that we've heard fanatics are, is going to be basically cutting out how they are distributing cards today. So with all that being said, 75% of no sports chance. card dealers will be gone soon. No, Thoughts? no, I mean, here's the deal. Sport people who set up at card shows have been terrible salesmen who are probably <laughs> forever. Yeah. Terrible socially. Can we say that? Terribly socially. Yeah. That, Not terribly, terrible. Terrible. There you go. Yep. That's a word. And it's never changed. So why in the next 12 months, I'm like, you know what we can like, if guys have cards I want, I'm still just going to buy them. Even if the guy's kind of a weird dude behind there with a hoodie for no, it was like with a muted teal hoodie. So <laughs> I don't know. That seems strong to me. Okay. Here's the other issue I have with that take though. I also don't care about it. Like it's all hot enough. Dustin, it's- you got to bring the fire. Uh, here's 75% what I found. of all sports car deals are going to be dead in a year. That's that, the that fire. I'm I'm that is that. Fu- so here's what I found when doing this segment. Cause I threw this idea out to you a week or two ago, but what I've really found is other than like the guys who don't mind being, um, uh, controversial, not, controversial. You're welcome. Such as, you know, some of the YouTubers, we, I didn't want to mention sports card radio. That was one that like, they don't mind just throwing out an opinion, right or wrong. Mm-hmm. They're just going to say it. A lot of these other sports card videos that are on YouTube, it's very muted opinions as That's far the as word like, of the show muted. I wish we could title the shows today's episode muted. <laughs> and people are just like, Oh, there's a sound problem. They're not going to listen to it. By the way, isn't this guy an affiliate for card shop live? Uh, he's also there? on drip. So yeah. Okay. Tamra <laughs> cut it. Um, all right. Okay. Now, this is one that we oh, Ryan. You I know, know Ryan. a little bit about just because um, he's oh, yeah, on, I saw this. Yeah, yeah. He's Break on out. Twitter talking a little so bit that, about this. Just real quick. So that was sports card dad. That's Dustin. I do like Dustin, actually. Nice guy. Um, this is Ryan Nolan breakout cards. Yes. Now, we'll just play this first opening clip, and then we can kind of fill in some details. So this is the first on the channel. I'm getting threatened uh, legally by the promoter of the Port St. Lucie card show, and I needed to put the this out here just to show you guys at least on my side of things what happened with this card show now i went to this all right aside from terrible audio uh first of all port st lucy where the mets play my brother russ interned for the mets 
Huh. When Jose d- Reyes played there. And the Mets mascot is? A baseball that says Met. Okay. I have we- no idea. All right. Carlos might know. I don't know. Carlos, um, do you know? Yeah, what is a Mets mascot? Isn't it the baseball I, guy? I don't know. I'm Carlos, not a baseball <laughs> Eduardo, unmute yourself. Do you know? Eduardo's There's our, no our backup. Way. There is no chance. I, I know it's a baseball. Okay, he knew that. Okay. Well, we're getting there, guys. By the next episode, we'll have that answer. Two producers, for you. zero answers. <laughs> That's, That's okay. fine. That's two, two of us, no answers yeah, either. We're both dumb. Yep. Um, first of all, if you don't take your sip, I can't keep watching I'm you. Waiting, I'm waiting for take you to start sip. talking take so I can take my I'm sip. I'm going to talk. Uh, you take, what do you think, Jesse? <laughs> Put that Aquafina down. All right. So give me the back. So, give me the full backstory because I didn't pay as much attention as I should. And we're not calling him live. You don't want to call him. We don't have to. It, yeah, let's just let's just give a quick like rundown. The show promoter that'd be fun. Oh, Mister Met, we found the answer. Eduardo, oh. Eduardo has the answer. We don't have to wait till next week. Kids That's great. I like it. Um, so the thing that happened with Ryan was he went to this card show. Um, he got messaged later after putting up a video of him going out into the parking lot and doing a deal with a guy who brought some vintage cards that no, Ryan's into, um, and filming it, showing it online, and the promoter of the card show basically took offense to that saying, Hey, this is taking away from the card show. Uh, you're basically essentially taking money out of the pocket of the promoters because you are, you know, there are people who pay money to be in here and you're going out to the parking lot and doing deals. Hey, show promoter. First of all, I mean, there's no legal recourse you can take against that. I can't imagine. That seems absolutely ridiculous. I do wonder if that was a little dramatic because I, I thought I read like the text that the show promoter, because he showed the promoter, mm-hmm. promoter's text, and I don't recall seeing anything about a legal matter, but that, that's neither here you're nor there. You're saying Ryan's a little sensitive. No, I'm just saying. Is that what you're saying? I think it makes great YouTube. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I mean, here's the other thing. Why wouldn't you just like, like the kid goes to literally a card show a week. Oh, yeah. How He's trying this? to go to one in every state. How about this for promotion, show guy? I wouldn't just ask Ryan to promote your show in his video, which he probably already did. Maybe this is the promotion. <laughs> There's no such thing as bad press, they say. Well, bottom line, what do you, because the, the take was from a, several people was that either there's no problem with this. It was just another not. guy in a parking lot or yeah, he's taking money out of the guys who paid good money to set up at the show. No, that's stupid. You know, who cares? If it's a one-off thing like this, now if there I mean, was if a guy, a t- if he's got a table set up in the parking lot, card yeah. show here, okay. Big the guy difference. goes off and makes a one-off purchase. Leave him alone. Like, what are we doing here? And I don't think like no, uh, Ryan's intention was to just promote that guy and doing this idea. That's ridiculous. It was yeah. just the fact that he wanted those cards. This is what the show promoter is worried about in Port St. Lucie. Go watch Mister Met. Mister Met. I wonder if the Port St. Lucie. Oh, it's a St. Lucie Mets. Yeah. St. Lucie Mets? It's the name of the city. Yeah, the Port St. Lucie Mets. I'm pretty sure that's a double A affiliate. That's where Russ worked. Did you not listen to this? I said this I heard 90 the, seconds ago. I did, yeah, but I just I thought that was different. Okay. All right. So we got another guy who I'm not familiar with. Sports Card Invest is his YouTube page. But he's basically calling out mistakes. Sports Card Invest? I, yeah, I never sports heard card story. investing um, and <clears throat> things to avoid. But Wait, what is it? We both said two different things. What's the actual name of this channel? Sports Card Invest. Okay, Sports Card Invest. It looks like he's 12, by the way. Yeah, fair. I would not be buying any cards from the product. I would give it at least six months at the bare minimum. Um, So yeah, that's definitely one big mistake I see people making. So he's talking about any product, new product product that comes out. Okay, so I mean, that is true about a lot of stuff. This is not as true as it used to be, though. used to be, oh, the first autograph of 
player X that comes out is going to do way more mm-hmm. and it's going to slowly, like it's just going to drastically fall because we don't have guys chasing it anymore. Yeah. I mean, yes and no though. Like if I'm talking about like the Bowman products, for example, mm-hmm. three of the biggest baseball releases of the year, you buy prospects early. That, that is the play with prospects by and large. You oh, okay. get in early, yep. see what they do. I mean, aside from like, I don't know. I really don't know if this narrative is true anymore. Like, I don't, I, I was don't, wondering, I was curious what your take on this I mean, would it be. Probably is like, like a chipper Jones, five-star auto. The first one that comes out of tops five-star mm-hmm. this year is going to sell for 150 and the next couple are going to sell cheaper. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. The people who are buying the firsts, I would say the vast majority are PC guys. They don't care that it's going down a little bit. They just want the card. But this is specifically for the card though, not the wax Right. Like, cause he's talking about the individual card, yes, right? Don't I, go out and buy singles of a brand new product. Cause there's hype around the new product. You yes, should wait. Okay. Th- that is definitely a true sentiment, but I, I don't think it affects many people. Cause I think the people who are doing that are like, Oh, I I'm buying the first one. Cause I want the card. I don't want to miss it. Well, I mean, it must affect a lot of people because there's a lot of people who you see cards out there, right? Like right after a card, after a product releases. Yeah, because I think a lot of people are, you have a lot of people who still just collect. They're buying the card for that reason. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know some of this kid's other advice. I'd never seen this kid anywhere. He's given. Here's what, here's, here's an interesting thing you'll find. If you search sports cards and then like just search within the last week videos on YouTube, there's so many people putting out content. It is really so much interesting. Of it is so terrible, well, by like, the way. The the amount that has less than like a thousand views is pretty staggering. But there are some uh, guys getting some views on this stuff too. The downfall of the sports card industry has begun. What's that one? Oh, it, are we not prepped for that one? Nah, it's I mean, okay. in any of these you're seeing, we haven't actually gone through. But um, there is one other one that well, this kid was at Nashville. Yeah, I know. I saw that. I didn't. I wish I saw him. Um, I did watch that kid's video, by the way. The kid that came up to us trying to sell cards. You weren't there. He bought a bunch from Grand oh, Slam. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You the, mentioned that. Yeah, the 13-year-old the turtleneck. Um, <laughs> you don't trust turtlenecks. So this was an interesting... This isn't actually a video we're going to play. So we'll just talk this, this one statement. out. This is a statement I actually read about um, on... I, got, I think I got a Bloomberg update about Hasbro... And how they just got downgraded from a buy to an underperform by Bank of America. Their stock slid like over 5% because after Bank of America did a deep dive into Hasbro's Magic the Gathering trading card business, they essentially found that they have been overprinting cards, which is essentially destroying any long-term value that they will have in that business. Bank of America is familiar with the supply and demand of the card market. Is what you're telling me. I mean, they must have, they have to have oh. analysts that go in and look. And so this gentleman in this video, uh, Neo sports and uh, I'm sorry, Neo cards and comics is his channel. He basically goes uh, into talking about how this could apply to the sports card world. I did find it interesting just to think like analysts going into now, granted, I think you'd have to be a publicly traded company, and I don't believe Fanatics is, um, so I don't know if this would apply to them, but that just raises more questions of, like, if you went into one of these companies, would you find other things like that? But I, I don't know. I just thought that this was interesting for non-sports cards, but how it could eventually apply to the sports card world. Yeah, the other one, the associated video, which, by the way, 166,000 views, Hasbro Profit Tanks. Magic community pushes back. Okay. Maybe it is a real story. Yep. Huh. No, I mean, there's oh, it's definitely there's, a real story. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's definitely a lot on okay. it. I like now that. we, there's one other thing that's not, I've, I did look up stuff on, uh, on this. Did you want to talk about the Nat Turner thing? Did you, uh, let me ask you this. Cause I didn't, I, I saw the cliff notes. What I saw was he had a car that I think was great at a BGS nine, five. 
Yes, it was like a Michael Jordan insert um, of some kind. He cracked yeah. it, subbed it with PSA, came back at 10, and somebody was saying, hey, there's noticeable damage on the card. Is that so, correct? Is that the base of the story? Yeah, that's the base of the story. So what was there damage? Didn't he say it was just a piece of something that got stuck on the surface of the card? So apparently I'm not, and maybe you can give a little more detail. There were cards that have like this appeal. Like yeah, you, old school finest and some others used to literally have, a, a, you could peel it or you could leave it on. Yep. Okay. So that's, maybe that's what it was. That's what it was. And he even has another video that he just released on his own Instagram page of him actually peeling, like cracking the card out, peeling that little piece off. Um, BGS had already graded a nine, five people are giving him a hard time because he went to PSA. They graded a 10, but everyone's calling it out for like, Hey, what was that piece on there? Um, there were some other cards. I'm not really going to get into that. He's gone so on the conflict of interest is the story, but that's the story is the conflict of interest. Like, Hey, we're seeing this on there. And should you even be grading with PSA to begin with? So I, I don't know. I, I mean, PSA is the king in the card grading world. He is a super big card collector outside of the fact that he also owns the company. I don't, I mean, I what I else do you do? That's another one. I don't care. Like he graded it with it. Who else? What's he, what's he going to do? Send it to Beckett well, like or for, SGC? For of course like he a, graded it. A few thousand dollars. He would like take pictures of it and like have a chance of ruining his career by oh, yeah, doing I this. Like, why would he do that? I That's my thinking. I don't buy that at all. I mean, I don't know. Like I, I, again, I guess I just don't care. Like he's posting what the card is. He also was like responding to people on social media about it. it it's not like he's he, like trying yeah. to be coy about. I, I don't know. Again, I don't care. And if you don't like it, then don't grade with him. But I just, I don't. I, I'm. I give this no thought the next time. And by the way, we're not paid by PSA. They're not a sponsor. Nothing like that. I don't care. Yeah. Of course you. And if I'm Nat, I think, oh, I own the best grading company. I'm going with the best. I'm getting it graded. That's yeah. I, I don't know. At the end of the day, I think there is, we've come to the point where. And they both graded it, by the way. I'm looking at the pictures now. Yeah. So both companies graded the same grade, Gem Mint. Yes. Because exactly. of like this little piece of film. So I, well, and apparently I, they're not taking it off because it's. Well, they have to, he's now taking it off and it's back in a case and it's a PSA 10 still. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't know. But I it didn't affect is, the card. It was. This is another one where it's like, we hate, we hate Nat Turner and PSA. Grading's a scam. Okay. Well, I think we've gotten to the point where things have called there used to be so much news and content like last yeah, year just and things have now. calmed down. So it's like, all right, here come the conspiracy theories and blowing things out of proportion type of talk. So I don't, that's my hot take. There you go. Yeah. I don't care about that one nearly as much. All right. You want oh, to have he a little did, fun? He, you're right. He did post a picture. Oh, did he have an actual response to it? I was curious what he said. Uh, Nat Turner explained late yesterday that he got the, I don't even know how you, the name of this card because I'm dumb. Oh, uh, back in hand to see what all the fuss was about. Turns out what appeared to be missing stock slash surface damage was actually peeled from the manufacturing process on top of the card, which peeled off. Here's a video of him actually peeling it off. It's the triumvirate. There you go. It doesn't explain why BGS and PSA didn't spot this before slabbing it a BGS nine, five or 10, but that's another matter for the other cards that people also took ombridge to. Is the same submission that also explained on Twitter that the corners that people actually thought were dinged were part of the image itself. So that's on some other cards that he posted some pictures of that he also got graded that had good grades, but they're like, hey, it's what? overgraded because it's your card. Yeah, they think like it got a better grade, but then he goes in and he shows like, oh no, that's actually part of the card, or that I guess, is. I guess my question with this in particular too, though, is if there is manufacturing peel on top, you can peel off or leave. Like mm -hmm. I said, finest is the one example I know used to do that. 
is it a flaw of the card if there is a piece of like what if I just exactly well, that's kind of what I thought. Well, and he shows he took it off. But apparently, fine. too, they just the companies deemed that that's not damaged, so we don't care. Well, Again, I don't care about PSA or BGS all that much, but I, I don't know. This seems blown up. And if anybody thinks like maybe we're being too easy or anything like that, the guy who actually called him out on Twitter, at least, uh, he's got a YouTube page. It's called Dan the Card Man. Um, he is, he put up a video, I think uh, yesterday, and essentially said he appreciate Nat, Nat Turner's response and yeah. they make sense. There is one additional card that he didn't specifically cover. So there, there's that. But other than that, all the other cards, his responses seem to make sense. And he, you know, it, it seems to be under or overdone. And I guess that's where I would leave it, though. If you think he's getting special treatment and you decide it's enough of an issue, you don't want to grade. OK, grade mm-hmm. it somewhere else. Send it to SGC. Um, before we go into our trivia game, which I think is going to be fun. I, I we, this is not on show notes, but I am curious. What do you think about the logo, man? The. Uh, oh, the Luca. The Luca tonight. So with the buyer premium right now, it's at two. I think it's like two, eight, seven two or eight. Seven? Yeah, two seven or eight. I think I said two million originally. It's at two two three before buyer premium. So what's twenty um, percent of that? Uh, Four hundred sixty thousand. So yeah, so it's still at two point seven, two point seven, two point eight. I mean, again, the card just sold for four point six a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. To a private seller, yeah, this is, I guess, now public auction. Right, public auction. I mean, that's... And it's got eight hours left. These things can jump. I I am really curious, though, to see what this does. Yep. Do you want to update your guess on what it does go for? I think I said two, didn't I? Well, we're past that, obviously, so... Maybe three? I don't know. I, I honestly, I do think it goes... You think it goes on a run? I think it goes four, four... But I don't think it goes much above that. I mean, four is a win. Oh, absolutely. You've got to think in this market, you only lose a couple hundred thousand. Yeah. Well, pretty- four with buyer premium. I oh, want to clarify. Okay. okay. So, um, all right. This is fun. Oh, I, you know, what we do oh, I have ahead. one other just quick note, please. Uh, so we are going to sub all of our uh, soccer cards from that PSG break. We oh, sold yeah. the Mbappe already. All the other cards that were going on auction starting Sunday. It's a two-week auction on Pristine. Sunday's the first day of the World Cup, right? Correct. And it runs for... So it's a World Cup exclusive auction on Pristine. Oh, cool. It's uh, How many cards is it? I don't remember. I think it's like 20 or 30. But there's a messy auto. Uh, every other card literally there is, is getting sent in a run on auction there. So do the little thing now anyways. The, we get the black box, the Panini black oh, box. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Just tie it in because we're already talking Pristine. Yeah. But I will update you next week because I'm going to be pumping that auction like crazy. <laughs> Mikey, uh, need a new shirt. Uh, similar, but not really related. Uh Pristine is doing a thing where we give you guys cards if you sign up for an account. Sign up for a new account, use the code nonsense. You're going to get, you could be the winner of the Panini Black uh, box that we're going to give away. So all through the month of November, do that. Quiz time. Did you ever do quiz bowl or anything like that? Like in, in school? You know what quiz bowl is? I don't remember that, no. Um, I was like going to just say no quiz bowl. I dominated until they asked the question, what's like the biggest cash crop or something. And I said, corn tobacco. And it was tobacco. I mean, obviously it's a just say no thing. I don't know why I said corn that that was a mistake. I lost that game. Um, so I found this fun sports card trivia game. Feel free to play along. Uh, what we'll do is it's 15 questions. It'll only take a few minutes, but I think this would be interesting just to see what Mike's Hobby knowledge is how many questions? 15. I'm going to get seven. 
You think seven? I think you'll get, I think you're going to get 10. Okay, go. All right. Multiple choice? Yep. Probably said this. Multiple choice. We better run through this. 15. Oh boy. Yep. All right. In fact, to, well, we'll just go. When did Topps release their first modern set of baseball cards? 1938, 1942, 1952, or 1950? 52. Right, Nailed it. Yeah, 52. Okay. Which NBA players comprise the top two most expensive individual basketball card sales of all time? Well, Luca. LeBron James, Michael Jordan. No. Michael Jordan, Luca. LeBron James, Giannis. Luca, LeBron. Luca, LeBron. <sighs> That's good. You okay, got it. Go. All right. Which is not a sports card grading company? GMA. Yes. HGA. Yes. ISA. Yes. C C A. That one. Three for three, bro. Three for three. Which football card from 1990 to 1999 holds the highest record sale price? The 1994 Bumblebee Dwayne Johnson PSA 10. Oh, could be. I was going to say the, the Peyton Manning 1998 Contenders Auto. The 98 EX 2001 Peyton Manning Credentials out of seven PSA 9. The 98 EX 2001 Peyton Manning credentials out of 54 PSA 10 oh, brother or the 98 metal universe Peyton Manning PMG out of 50 PSA 10. I'll go that one. I have no idea. I'm getting this one wrong. PMG. It was the 94 Bumblebee Dwayne, the rock Johnson. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, who is the CEO of fanatics? Michael Rubin. Didn't even need the Four multiple choice people. Four out of five. Which basketball card from 1990 to 1999 holds the highest record sale price? Basketball card. Kobe something. All right. So there's the 96 EX2000 Kobe Bryant credentials out of 499 PSA 10. Yeah, yeah. 97 Metal Universe Kobe Bryant PMG green out of 10. Yes. BGS85. The Meta 97 Metal Universe Michael Jordan PMG green out of 10. Oh, maybe. Uh, PSA AU authentic. Uh, 97 upper deck, Michael Jordan game, Jersey auto BGS eight, five. I'm going with that one. Jordan auto probably wrong. It's okay. Nailed it. Five. Next question. What was the reported purchase price of top sports and entertainment by fanatics? I got this one, right? 600, 600 million. You want the, well, it's 1 billion, 500 million, 650 million, 1.2 billion. 650. It's 500 million. All right. Five out of seven. Next. Which company has was never a licensed sports card manufacturer? Specific? I'm sorry, that's so wrong. Thank Pacific. You. Yes. Star. Flare. Select. Star. Select. What? That's what's that's the, the question? Answer. Which baseball card from 1999 has has the highest record? All right, 93 Upper Deck Derek Jeter SP Foil PSA 10. Uh, 98 Metal Universe Derek Jeter PMG out of 50 PSA 8. 1990 Tops Frank Thomas. No name. No name. BGS 9. Ooh. 98 Metal Universe King Griffey Jr. I'll go PMG. Jeter. First one. First Jeter Upper Deck SP. Nice. Six. Okay. Next. When did Tops purchase Bowman? 1956, oh. 1972, 1989, 2003. That's a good one. Man, 89 Bowman was Griffey. Was it separate from Tops then, though? I can't imagine it's the 70s because there wasn't any. 2003. It's gotta, I think it's one of those last two. 1989 or 2003? Is it one of those or no? 
I don't know. Okay. It doesn't tell me yet. Dang it. Uh, 2003? I'll go 89. 89? Yeah. 1956. Oh, good. I don't care then. Okay. okay. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not a basketball card set ever released by Panini. Timeless Treasures. Yes. Past and Present. Yes. Elite Black Box. Sterling. Sterling. Nice. Which card has the largest market cap? Hint, market cap is the last sale price times the pop. Thanks. 1952 Tops Mickey Mantle PSA 9. I don't think so. 1986 Fleer Michael Jordan PSA 10. Mm, 1986 Fleer Michael Jordan PSA 9. Why would the nine be on because here with the Because it's way 10? more volume. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. All right. 2003 Upper Deck Exquisite LeBron James RPA BGS 9. I'll go with the PSA 9. PSA 9 for the Jordan? I have no idea. Sure. Mickey Mantle PSA 9. Next. I'm at seven. All right. What color parallel was not in the first release of Panini Prism in 2012? Was it gold, green, silver prism, red, white, and blue? No clue. I'd say I'm going to go. I know silver and, and, uh, and gold were. I'll say green. Really? I would have said red, white, and blue. You're probably right. It was red, white, and blue. Yeah. When did PSA start grading cards? 91? 99? 86? Oh. 96? Or 2001? 90, 91. 91. I don't know. Nice. Thank yep. You. Eight. Man, you're actually getting more of these than I thought. What year did Tops release their first modern set of football cards? 52, Ugh. 62, 55, or 59? It's not 50. 55. 55? Dude. Nine. <laughs> killing it. I want one more. I want to get 10. All right. Uh, what year? Oh, wait. That was it. I got nine out of 15. How's, oh, uh, what year did, no, no, we answered these. There you go. Oh, I guess you failed. Nine out of 15. I did pretty good. I'm happy with that. That actually was really good, bro. All right, let's rip some cards real quick. Oh, we ran out of time. There's a timer on this quiz. That's okay. It's my fault. You did great, though, honestly. Um, All right. Now we get to do cards. We're doing a dual rip. I'm ripping over. Jesse hates this, but he was on board today. So we're going to fast fast forward some of this just because we already ripped some of this. There was your swoosh swoosh sound. First of all, very cool. 2022 Allen and Ginter top Genesis box right on top. The box stopper, which is four by six, is a rip card. I showed Jesse this. It's actually pretty cool. You literally rip it open. There's a mini, could be a parallel, but it was Pedro Martinez, which, which makes love. me very happy. So I'm going to rip this from the back because, and you can't see this, and I, you guys hate me rip cards. Just <laughs> go listen to something else for five minutes. I am keeping this card on top because I think Pedro is awesome. Oh, you can keep the. Oh, you don't have to rip it completely in half, just the back part. Okay. So while you're doing that, I'm going through these like three or four packs of. I already uh, ripped Jesse's packs open, so I'm going to listen to him fumble around with it. <laughs> Um, oh wait oh dude is this not a pedro card inside it doesn't say yeah you don't know what it is i want that pedro card all right kalenic piazza Muse, pocket marsh oh all these sports players all right we got a mini of correa it's a stained glass card let's see anderson jesse doesn't care siever morgan Lika andrews yes for espn yeah uh Strasburg, who are you chasing that you you tease I'm, it, so okay i'm i'm chasing Chris Farley. Chris Farley is supposed to be in this set. I think that'd be amazing. Uh, Miranda Alonzo. Okay. I mean, we got a Willie Mays card. I don't oh. know if it's, it's just a stained glass. Oh, whoa. That's cool. So it's a mini. You can Willie, see through it. It's a mini Willie Mays. I think they call it stained glass. Dude. I don't know if that's good or not. I have no idea. So. <laughs> it, who is this kid? 
Blake Grice um, reviewing. Yeah, he's like a YouTuber. Yeah, that's another YouTuber. They've got several YouTubers in this set. Uh, oh, that's a Willie Mays card. That's cool. Uh, let's see. Oh, we got the mini stiff-tailed duck. That's what's cooking? Dark brown sugar. There's a dark brown <laughs> it's literally sugar. Just, it's literally just a... It's a, it's a pan of sugar. Um, uh, to be clear, it's one-fourth of a cup of dark brown sugar. So just Alan to, McGinter is such an interesting Just to be clear product. on this card, apparently. Oh, yeah? So here's what's funny. One sold on the 9th for $21 at auction. Mm-hmm. January 9th. Because this product just released, so nobody has it on here yet. But July 14th, so almost a year ago. It was 2021. So same, oh. none of these from 2022 have sold yet. Okay. But from past years, July 14th, the 2020 version of this sold for $125. Oh, wow. Before that, 99 110 69 175 Hello. So that ain't bad. We'll have to do something fun with that. Yeah. I'm keeping the Pedro card that's now worthless, but the the, the front, front of it is intact. Yeah, it looks awesome on the front. By the way, um, Alan McGinter is cheap, and I think it's a fun rip. Robin, People lock it because it's weird. That's okay. Game use memorabilia Robin Yount. Robin Yount. That's a cool patch. A little dual patch. Hall of Famer for the Brewers. All I mean, right. I get some Matsui, Chapman, O'Neill. Oh, yeah, you get all that for sure. Barons, the another YouTuber. Uh, Cal Ripken Jr., Babe Ruth. Let me ask you this. Your Jenkins. thoughts on Ginter as a product, though. This is up your alley. I like this product. I wish there was – I just wish there was more non-sports in here as, okay. you know. Machado. The tough thing is, too, I'll have to go through those after because the backs could have variations on them, especially on the minis. Oh, Matt Verling rookie card. Little mini. What's the back look like? Compare the back of that mini to the back of another mini card. Uh, it's. Do you have another mini card? Are they the yeah, same? It's the same. Interesting. Because what is it on the back? Isn't there? Like they can be different variations. Kind of different. Yeah. And then a National Dog Day is my last one. I. I <laughs> we only opened a few know. packs, so we're gonna do the rest of those packs probably tomorrow on an Instagram live. We'll give a bunch of stuff away for free. We're doing that. We got a box of Tops Cosmic, which is the new stuff that came out. We'll give that away as well. Uh, real quick, I'm going to run through the origins. So uh, we got a Nico Collins base card to 25. Don't care. We got a Christian McCaffrey base card out of 199. We got a Pierre Strong. That's the wrong rookie for the Patriots. Uh, rookie, non-numbered. We got a J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt pedigree. You could look that one up. That might be worth a couple bucks. I don't know if it is. Uh, for the hits. By the way, this stuff is still for sale on the site, which is amazing to me because they have actually lowered the price. John Mitchie. The third, that's the running back who I think got cancer right before the season and is not playing. So we got a patch of him for the Texans. We got a Calvin Austin, the third autograph I've never heard of. Oh, we got a cool RPA though. Jumbo patch auto of Drake London. It's a nice card. Oh, actually. Nice. Drake London's a stud for the Falcons. We don't rip cards all the time on here. We have fun when we do it though. So deal with it. You don't like it. Fast forward to five <laughs> minutes, but do not comment on the show. You don't like it because I don't care. Don't do it. We'll rip the other stuff and give it away on live on a live tomorrow. Probably cool. I was going to mention the Black Friday sales coming up, by the way, on Panini. We talked to our guys. Yeah, there's a ton. I mean, Origins is still for sale on there. I think Select, Spectre, there's a bunch of stuff, and it's all like going to get drastically marked down next week. And then next week, we will have a famous person. I'm just leaving that open. On Instagram Live with us, we're going to give away a free box of Spectra basketball. So you should tune in. I'm so excited. Goodbye. Um, Oh, we're not done. (laughs) Goodbye. Uh, Actually, before we do mailbag, just as one other last note, uh, we are giving away a box of uh, basketball recon, Panini recon, for the winner of Week Nine's So Rare NBA contest. So set your lineup before the end of day tomorrow, Friday, and have a chance to win it. 
Now, okay, I'm not going to lie; it's a little disappointing. It's 17 and 26 dollars. Oh, here comps. you can look up this uh, kind of TJ Watt card then. Sure. Uh, mailbag, mailbag comes to us from Ross Steen. Ross asks, "Anything you guys are bullish on for the next few years besides cards like crypto or NFTs?" This is a question for you. I don't. I don't really have a huge answer. I think you could also put in things like you, I mean, you're into real estate. You could say that if oh. you were and if you do think that's good, but I okay, mean, that's a fair. So yeah. So for real estate, then I'm into rentals right now. I've been buying not to flip. I've been buying to rent because the interest rate. And I did hear some good advice, actually, not mm-hmm. to, not to get like financial in here, but um, it was like, don't not buy a house because of the interest rate, buy the house, make your money on the rent. Cause rents are higher. Now when rents come down, refinance, cause that'll mean the interest rates have come down. Oh, okay. That's good so, idea. That's good advice. Uh, by the way, pedigree is like a case hit. Uh, Justin Jefferson just sold for $85. Justin Fields sold for $87. Herbert, 62 So it's TJ Watt, but it's probably 30 or 40 bucks. Oh, dang. That's cool. Ross Steven, or I'm sorry, Ross Steen. We'll just I, give away the origin cards for the most part. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Cool. I'm keeping the other thing. <laughs> the Pedro's coming home with me. As far as like my t- crypto is just so in flux right now that I, I hate to say go out because I do think there are people who are going out right now and putting a lot of money into crypto. I don't know if that's the wisest decision because we still haven't heard regulations from the government. Um, Cause do you know, eventually that will come out and more than likely the U S will have their own version of crypto, which I think would harm uh, what's out there right now. So that being said, there are uh, some NFTs, uh, the companies that are doing it the right way. I really do like, how Panini's been doing their version of NFTs, but anybody who has some kind of utility with them, uh, but the ones that are just a picture and that's it, nah, I think those are going to die. All right, next question real quick. So Billy Z asked, you know, factoring in the value of subgrades on a BGS, where do you want the 9.5? I always want it on centering. To me, if I have to pick, like, I, I would rank my highest grade on the centering because I think it's the most obvious flaw if there is a flaw to a card. Fair. That's it. Okay. Um... Alex Dakara wants to know what's your one piece of advice for new podcasters. Do you have one? Don't be boring. I mean, entertain. And as there's so much that comes with voice inflection that comes with the excitement that you have. And it is one of the few things that comes across on a podcast. You have to have that. Yeah. The other thing is I just, it's one of those areas too. I don't know that you can like really work on being a better podcaster. If you don't have the fundamentals, like if you're not an interesting person to talk to, it's tough. Like it's not being negative, but like, yeah. and the other thing I would say, although some people actually really disagree, Jesse and I, me way more than Jesse interrupt mm. each other because that's how we talk in real life. That's fair. Like I've always said, I think the podcast should literally just be like me and Jesse are sitting hanging in my, in my, yeah, just hanging out, doing whatever we want. Don't do the, you talk, I talk thing. Hey Mike, I have a point. What do you think about it? Okay, Mike, I think this. I think pace is a huge thing. Well, I also so. believe that if you are doing it with someone else, you got to have some kind of relationship so that you can read them, like know when they're going to stop or start, you know, th- those kinds of things. There you go. Um, Mark, Let me get the next one. Mark yes. Lynch is a yeah, long sure. one. He bought a ton of Prism Hockey at 400. When does he sell? Ho- I, I bought a bunch at Prism four- Hobby. Soccer. Prism Soccer Hobby Boxes, excuse me. The Road to the World Cup. Yes. I bought a bunch at 400 as well. I am really holding until the tournament gets going, until this stuff gets, you know, kind of starts to dry up. Because I want to be in the 600 range on my boxes. That was what I bought it at. I'm going to kind of ride it out till I can get that or not. Uh, It is finally out of stock on Panini's website, by the way. So it's sold out at 429, which is a good thing. Yep. 
I I do think I talked to Panini yesterday Tuesday when we were when I was on the call with them. The overall sentiment is it looks like what's going to happen is when uh, the games actually start and guys, especially in the U.S., can see these guys performing. Someone stands out. Yeah, the hype will start, and that's when you're going to see product spiking. Uh, Alex Mazurik, my with, buddy from Canada, with the holidays coming up, what does this gen- what does this How? generally? There H-O-W. we go. That yep. Was, yep. How does it generally affect the card market, Mike? You usually, you get a spike the week before, like whatever end of year holiday. If people celebrate Christmas or buying Christmas gifts, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're, generally, before the end of December, we see a pretty big spike. Um, and then week of is usually pretty busy. As is like Thanksgiving Day and stuff, you get a bunch of guys sitting around watching TV. They're on their phone buying cards on Facebook or goofing around. Yeah. It's usually like pretty busy. That Friday after Thanksgiving, too, where everybody's off work yep. and just like laying around. Busy. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Tim Gilman, a la George's question. ownership of John Voight's old Chrysler LeBaron. What is the vehicle from both of your past that you still wish you still had? I had a sweet right out of high school. Yep. 2005 it was like a year old 2004 Jeez, two, uh, wow you're living the dream i had a full-time job as an electrician i was doing good um volkswagen passat it was black with black interior and had the what are they called like the tube lighting or whatever you know like that tubing oh, uh-huh. on the inside it was red Bro. and blue turbo engine how are you not the most roof. popular kid in town i was a loser in school but this was after school so it didn't matter <laughs> uh, and then my my roommate kenny took it out one night and totaled it he totaled that. Yeah. Oh, that's and it happened brutal. in a parking lot. And Did you so have the, insurance? Yeah, but it happened in a parking lot, which is private property. And they're like, you know, you can do it. So it just took a way longer time to do it. Only thing that helped me, I didn't know this, mm-hmm. his girlfriend at the time, her father was a mechanic. Here's a story for you. Her yeah. father was a mechanic. <laughs> uh-huh. And so he's like, hey, we got the car here. He's like, you know, we'll keep it here until insurance comes. They'll do like their yeah. estimate and then take it off to the salvage yard or whatever they do. Mm-hmm. Um. So first I went down there to like pick it up. Cause I was like, I'd like to get my stuff out of it. He's like, Hey, you owe me like a thousand dollars for um, storage. I was like, well, first of all, bro, you said you were going to keep it. So I'm not giving, he's like, all right, just sign the car over to me then. Cause you'll get insurance on it anyways. Yeah. And quite frankly, I was like, I don't know what else to do as I'm leaving. He's like, by the way, he's like, went ahead and helped you out with the mileage. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, oh, I just took the battery out of the thing and told the, the adjuster it was like, it had way lower miles than it did. Oh my so God. I got paid a bunch more. I was like, all right, cool. Don't Appreciate- openly admit to insurance fraud on the I podcast, Michael. I did not Michael. do anything. I'm just telling oh you. Oh my God. I'll give you I'm, his name. I'm really concerned about cutting that clip. Don't um, you dare. My car would be my uh, my very first car. It was a 91 Cadillac Eldorado cherry red, red dice. That's what you used to drive Hannah to school in, right? I did, it, had the, it had a custom plate on the front that said Big Papa. It had fuzzy dice from the mirror. I was so cool. Uh, I miss that car every day. Man, you are a cool person. <laughs> okay, next. John Bourne wants to know, as someone who doesn't have card shows near me, seriously, there are no cards west of the Mississippi, he feels. I'm puzzled to hear how many dealers it shows are surly, don't want to engage with potential buyers, and out of touch in prices. Does this represent the old guard in the hobby who are resistant to change, or is it a matter of people being way underwater in their inventory, on their inventory, and the associated stress that goes with that. It's both. Again, people are not all people person. There's not a lot of people who don't have social anxiety these days. So people are just not good at being around people and being approachable. So, and yeah, some people are like, man, I'm here, but I'm miserable because my collection's worth 30%. Yeah. Little of both. Brian uh, Balaga. This is funny. Is Taylor Heineke, Taylor Heineke won a big game against, is he legendary or an actual legend? Both. He's a legendary legend. Okay, fair enough. I didn't think that was the take. Well, that was, I was like, (laughs) I did actually, he's a, Colts? Commanders now. Commanders. Yep, I was close. 
Um, Rich Moy, if Panini acquired Upper Deck, would its legacy brands like Exquisite, Premier, and Ultimate garner the same buzz that they did back in the early 2000s? Or has Upper Deck stagnation over the last 10 years allowed NT and Flawless to overtake them in in Sentiment. And sentiment. A little bit of both. I mean, if they came back, they would be popular. They would never be as popular as the 90s and early 2000s like they were, like they have now. There's so many old heads who just think those are the greatest ever created and they'll never be a better card. And there's a lot of the new generation that is all flawless in NT. Mm-hmm. So if Upper Deck came back, they would chase it, but it wouldn't reach that. So I think it'd kind of be somewhere in the middle. There'd be some appeal, but not like it was originally. It'd be interesting, though, if they did it now while they still have basketball and you got like LeBron signing like prism cards oh, and would, stuff. It would be massive to see that but the brands hey the next one i'm going to speak to because i i I did so jim morrison jr cole and i got a bunch of messages as well um the the virtual jesse has okayed me to speak about this for 30 seconds the virtual (laughs) card show like people are actually thinking i have a problem with it well i'm just kidding jesse's been great jesse's been great (laughs) so the first the monthly card show happened last night it's a virtual card show you jump in and out to booths and decks uh different rooms not decks deck of cards i don't know um (laughs) There was some criticism, and honestly, rightfully so. By the way, I had some family issues at the house, my family moving down, HVAC going, all that. So I was late to the party anyway. So that was, I was useless, quite frankly. Um, A lot of people just said they had a lot of trouble trying to navigate the site and the show. He was saying, Jim asked, was it only me? And people said, no, it was was tough to find. It it was tough to navigate. Like it was, you have to remember, like, and because I will defend it to a degree. It was the first time they've done it. It gets a new idea. I think it gets better, but I've already talked to some of those guys privately after the fact. There will be a lot of changes coming, but yeah, it it was tough last night. Chats didn't work for some people. It was a rough start to a to a first show. Like, there's no getting around that. I think it probably gets better in the future, though. Um, and I think a lot of that though starts with people being more involved, like myself. I said I was going to be there. It was two and a half hours late. I don't think it should be six hours. Make it a two hour must see TV event. Like, hey, you should be here. It's only these two hours. Get in. Mm-hmm. You know, some of those other things will be easier to find and navigate through. But yeah, for sure. Last night was a tough one. Yep. I wasn't involved. I'm glad it failed. Uh, BJ Kroger. <laughs> uh, he has a excellent point here. He says, Alan Ginter is a play on tobacco cards of yesteryear. Features bread this year. So there's basically... It's called get the bread is what they're doing for this checklist. And it's all kinds of different sandwiches. Um, He wants to know (laughs) of the checklist. What am I going with? I uh, fun, fun little throwback here. My first uh, social media was MySpace. I don't know if you were ever on that. Never. Um, I didn't have internet back then. I, I was a big MySpace kid and I created an alter ego, which was the meatball sub. I, I was don't know just why a, I knew this. How did you know number that? Number eight on the list is Meatball Hero. I was like, that's got to be you. That was me. Yeah. Oh, and it's still, and that's what I'm going with is, is the your Meatball MySpace Hero. still up? Like, can you- um, I have found that Meatball sub page. I can't find is my it- actual personal account, oh, okay. though, which was a shame. So I had MySpace so much is still like, around? I had Bright Eyes playing on there. Oh, God. It was so good. There's so much emo stuff. It was so nice. Yeah. It's totally different than it used to be, though. Uh, Jeremy McMurtry. What's the best way to store sets with graded cards? I have completed my, t- yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. So, yeah, best, I mean, I keep mine. I actually have designated Zion cases for my sets, but I always put the graded cards in the sleeve, like in the graded plastic. The card sits in it. So that way, because I hate scratches and scuffs on the outside of a case. Uh, he said, like, would it be absurd to put all the cards in card save so they'll fit in a graded box? Like, if they're raw? Not at all. Like, I, I think, yeah, you store them carefully because there is nothing more annoying 
than damage cards in a set or cards getting scratched up like the case or anything else. So uh, Christian Miller is our last one. one. Oh, you we, didn't answer it, did you? Uh, no, I did. Okay. Wait, Chris so what, yeah, Chris Farley. So he was wanting to know if I'm ripping Ellen Ginter. And yes, I'm still looking for the Chris Farley card. There you go. I don't think he's autographing, though. That's a shame. He's not signing anymore. I did confirm that. Did you? Okay, good. Uh, that's your show. There's four more questions. Now that the baseball season is done, which cards would you want to get graded with PSA so you're ready to sell them at the start of the season? I refreshed this page right before we started. Okay, I refreshed it two minutes ago. I don't like uh, that. TJ, so now is when you start going with Bowman Chrome that releases next week and then Bowman Draft. Like any and Bowman's best. Those are three huge grading baseball card sets. Start grading them now. Uh, however, he said with PSA, I think that's a good play. I, I would say the same with those that I say with everything else. I grade heavy on the cheaper, like the lower end stuff, mm-hmm. grade in mass quantity with SGC quick and be the first to market with them. I think there's value there. You know, what's interesting. We were going to have, um, Chris uh, McGill from card letter on today, oh, but he's sick. I'm done extending but- <laughs> the invitation. He can reach out. That's three times in a row. He's canceled. He can reach out when he wants to come I think back. he wants to come on. He's sick. Okay, um, well, he can put some effort forth. <laughs> but I, I, the one thing I did notice, I was on the index and I was looking at uh, this year, like what has performed uh, as far as like what's actually up. There's not a lot, but the one sport that is actually up this year, other than uh, hockey and tennis, baseball is actually up year to date. Other than that, like football, basketball, those are down pretty significantly. But baseball is actually doing pretty well. I'm actually a little surprised by that. I was too. I figured I'd mention it. Do you have the other questions though? Can you see Travis, those? Melinda, okay. Gates. Whoa. I know. I saw that. What? Is that the Melinda Gates? Um, are private signing autos worth the increase in potential card value? It's gotten tough. Would dude. you send off for grading? It used to be, but some guys are so expensive now to have sign. It's not worth it. So you have to, it's a case by case basis, Travis or Melinda, whoever's asking that question. <laughs> you do like, Hey, Griffey is charging X amount of dollars for this card to get signed. What can you just go on eBay and buy that card for? Cause you got to go. So, but like with old school guys, Bob Cousy, that cost me a hundred dollars to sign that card, which that should be coming back from PSA. I would, guess in the next week or two, that signature probably increased the value of that card. A thousand dollars cost me a hundred. Well worth it. Some of the new stuff, not, not, not worth it nearly as much. It is interesting. We do have a few guys in the Facebook group and Denton um, himself. Oh, Denton is he's a big monster into doing with this. IPs and yeah. he does really, really well, but he also is sending directly to homes mm-hmm. or to, and he just puts in the work to do it. Um, Sam Wyman wants to know thoughts on stockpiling players like Pujols, Ichiro, Griffey for our generation who should continue to collect our youth over the next 30 years. I love it. Yeah. Griffey's my number one baseball PC for sure. Um, I, I yeah, love stuff like that. Collect who you love, and that's the stuff you want to see. Uh, interesting question from Cole Benz. Are you in behind the card documentary, and where can I see it when it releases? We is are it streaming not. anywhere? We are in the hobby. Which is another card documentary, a better, a better card, one. Actually, it is, too. It's, it's going actually to be done by better. a director people have heard of, and he's wow. actually done other things. I'm just saying I looked it up last night after I saw the trailer. I'm sure it's fine. Actually, which one did you, you know see? what's funny? Hang on. Which trailer did you see? The behind the card. You weren't impressed. Oh, it, I mean, the filming of it is fine, but it seems to me, especially the ending of it. Uh, so um, Steve Aoki is like the producer of this. And at the very end, he's like, I never interview for anything. So this is like a big deal. And then it cuts to like the credits. And I'm just like, wait, are you just promoting yourself? Like, is that what this is? It just kind of a heck of a show in Boston. I'll tell you that. Oh, wow. That was pretty cool. Actually. I don't care Um, about his take on baseball cards, but the guy can (laughs) DJ out of his mind. I don't know anything about the documentary other than the fact that uh, we're not in it. We're not in it. The director, actually, I may be in it. 
Do you remember Seriously? at the Chicago uh, at the Chicago? That's what Rob National, Go was doing. Rob Go was filming for that, and I had to sign some waiver when I was talking to him, and some cameras were around. So I don't. You fanboyed him. Uh, we, by the way, we did. I it didn't fanboy. No, no, I was just like it, he was on. We, we our did it to podcast. be funny. No, yeah. I know it, it's going to be great though. They they cut that to be like, hey, Rob, could you? Say <laughs> no, but so ours is called. I think it's called the hobby. The hobby. Um, the I director of this has only done this one thing. The director of ours has done multiple other movies yeah, and stuff like big. that. Yeah. So I think I, there's a bigger production team behind ours. Yeah, and I think they said they're going to have it released in the next. I think he was shooting by the end, by the first end of, of the year, year, kind of right. Yeah. So we'll put, we'll keep you posted on that one. But yeah, I don't have anything about behind the car. I don't know anything about it. Sorry, the hobby's better. Uh, that sure. is the last question. That is your show. Oh, I had one question. I do have one. Can I ask you a question? So this was a question that someone in our Instagram answered. my temper tantrum? I'm not paying for the damage in the office. My building, I'll tell you that. Uh, this was a question Instagram. someone in Instagram asked, and I answered it because I think you were out with family yesterday. Um, he asked, what is the deal with green cards versus silver? Because green prism, like green prisms are more rare, but silver typically sells for a higher value. I did find a forum on blowout actually that talked about this specifically. And I sent it over to him and brought out a few points about why that is. But I am curious what your take is and should it be like that? It shouldn't, but people simply said silver is cool. That that is how this started. I've had this discussion with a a bunch of people. Actually, it's a funny, you brought that up. Uh Yes. Silver's awesome. Like that became the narrative. And And that is literally, I mean, there was a time when silver was outselling the higher numbered ones, but silver early on would outsell higher numbered, like a card number to 349. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Silver is just guys love it. And it, it was a cool card. Perception is value. So interesting. Yep. Okay. I was just curious. There you go. We're back next Monday and Wednesday. Yes. No guests on either show as of yet. Or do um, we? Maybe we do. I thought we did, but I could be wrong. We'll find out. There You'll you find out with us. All right. Sports cards, nonsense brought to you by the ringer. Nope. Sports. Try that again. <laughs> sports cards, nonsense brought to you by the ringer podcast network powered by Spotify. We'll be back on Monday. Have a good weekend. Goodbye. Bye.